Section 21 of The Art of Worldly Wisdom. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Sonrisa, Servision.org. The Art of Worldly Wisdom by Baltasar Gracian. Translated by Joseph Jacobs. Section 21. 181. The truth, but not the whole truth. Nothing demands more caution than the truth. Tis the lancet of the heart. It requires as much to tell the truth as to conceal it. A single lie destroys a whole reputation for integrity. The deceit is regarded as treason, and the deceiver as a traitor, which is worse. Yet not all truths can be spoken some for our own sake, others for the sake of others. 182. A Grain of Boldness in Everything Tis an important piece of prudence. You must moderate your opinion of others so that you may not think so high of them as to fear them. The imagination should never yield to the heart. Many appear great till you know them personally, and then dealing with them does more to disillusionize than to raise esteem. No one o'ersteps the narrow bounds of humanity. All have their weaknesses, either in heart or head. Dignity gives apparent authority, which is rarely accompanied by personal power, for fortune often redresses the height of office by the inferiority of the holder. The imagination always jumps too soon and paints things in brighter colors than the real. It thinks things not as they are, but as it wishes them to be. Attentive experience disillusioned in the past soon corrects all that. Yet if wisdom should not be timorous, neither should folly be rash. And if self-reliance helps the ignorant, how much more are the brave and wise? 183. Do not hold your views too firmly. Every fool is fully convinced, and everyone fully persuaded is a fool. The more erroneous his judgment, the more firmly he holds it. Even in cases of obvious certainty, it is fine to yield. Our reasons for holding the view cannot escape notice. Our courtesy in yielding must be the more recognized. Our obstinacy loses more than our victory yields. That is not to champion truth, but rather rudeness. There be some heads of iron most difficult to turn. Add caprice to obstinacy, and the sum is a wearisome fool. Steadfastness should be for the will, not for the mind. Yet there are exceptions where one would fail twice, owning oneself wrong both in judgment and in the execution of it. 184. Do not be ceremonious. Even in a king, affectation in this was renowned for its eccentricity. To be punctilious is to be a bore, yet whole nations have this peculiarity. The garb of folly is woven out of such things. Such folk are worshippers of their own dignity, yet show how little it is justified since they fear that the least thing can destroy it. It is right to demand respect, but not to be considered a master of ceremonies. 
Yet it is true that a man to do without ceremonies must possess supreme qualities. Neither affect nor despise etiquette. He cannot be great who is great at such little things. 185. Never stake your credit on a single cast. For if it miscarries, the damage is irreparable. It may easy happen that a man should fail once, especially at first. Circumstances are not always favorable. Hence they say, every dog has his day. Always connect your second attempt with your first. Whether it succeed or fail, the first will redeem the second. Always have resort to better means and appeal to more resources. Things depend on all sorts of chances. That is why the satisfaction of success is so rare. 186. Recognize faults, however high-placed. Integrity cannot mistake vice, even when clothed in brocade or perchance crowned with gold, but will not be able to hide its character for all that. Slavery does not lose its vileness, however it vaunt the nobility of its lord and master. Vices may stand in high place, but are low for all that. Men can see that many a great man has great faults, yet they do not see that he is not great because of them. The example of the great is so specious that it even glosses over viciousness, till it may so affect those who flatter it that they do not notice that what they gloss over in the great they abominate in the lower classes. 187. Do pleasant things yourself, unpleasant things through others. By the one course you gain goodwill, by the other you avoid hatred. A great man takes more pleasure in doing a favor than in receiving one. It is the privilege of his generous nature. One cannot easily cause pain to another without suffering pain, either from sympathy or from remorse. In high place, one can only work by means of rewards and punishment. So grant the first yourself, inflict the other through others. Have someone against whom the weapons of discontent, hatred, and slander may be directed. For the rage of the mob is like that of a dog. Missing the cause of its pain, it turns to bite the whip itself, and though this is not the real culprit, it has to pay the penalty. 188. Be the bearer of praise. This increases our credit for good taste, since it shows that we have learnt elsewhere to know what is excellent, and hence how to prize it in the present company. It gives material for conversation and for imitation and encourages praiseworthy exertions. We do homage besides, in a very delicate way, to the excellences before us. Others do the opposite. They accompany their talk with a sneer, and fancy they flatter those present by belittling the absent. This may serve them with superficial people, who do not notice how cunning it is to speak ill of everyone to everyone else. Many pursue the plan of valuing more highly the mediocrities of the day than the most distinguished exploits of the past. Let the cautious penetrate through these subtleties, and let him not be dismayed by the exaggerations of the one or made overconfident by the flatteries of the other. Knowing that both act in the same way by different methods, 
adapting their talk to the company they are in. 189. Utilize another's wants. The greater his wants, the greater the turn of the screw. Philosophers say privation is non-existent. Statesmen say it is all-embracing, and they are right. Many make ladders to attain their ends out of wants of others. They make use of the opportunity and tantalize the appetite by pointing out the difficulty of satisfaction. The energy of desire promises more than the inertia of possession. The passion of desire increases with every increase of opposition. It is a subtle point to satisfy the desire and yet preserve the dependence. 190. Find consolation in all things. Even the useless may find it in being immortal. No trouble without compensation. Fools are held to be lucky, and the good luck of the ugly is proverbial. Be worth little, and you will live long. It is the cracked glass that never gets broken, but worries one with its durability. It seems that fortune envies the great, so it equalizes things by giving long life to the useless, a short one to the important. Those who bear the burden come soon to grief, while those who are of no importance live on and on. In one case it appears so, in the other it is so. The unlucky thinks he has been forgotten by both death and fortune. End of section 21